Welcome to the Young Christian Business Guy video podcast powered by CBMC, the show for young Christian business guys about young Christian business guys. We talk sports, we talk business, but most importantly, we talk about Jesus. Today is July 7th. 2020. I am John Harrison, your host. As a community, we are unapologetically Christian, unapologetically business guys, and unapologetically open and vulnerable about our lives, the challenges we face, and the faith and the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. We believe in spiritual mentorship, aka discipleship, learning what it means to follow Jesus and what it looks like to follow Jesus from another man. We believe in the power of peer groups, surrounding yourself with others who are growing and will help you grow into the man that God designed you to be. So today, July 7th, I'm super encouraged and excited about the guests I have on the show today. A guy that I recently met, got introduced through through another guest of the show, Ben Peterson from Engage Your Destiny. Um, in the brief conversations I've had with this guy, he shared a lot with me. I'm excited to hear about his professional career and also about his spiritual life. So without further ado, welcome to the Young Christian Business Guy video podcast, Matt Rousine or Rousson. Welcome, Matt. Hey, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, awesome to have you. Uh, for those of you listening in on the audio, Matt is rocking an awesome new mustache. Um, we were talking about just before we hopped on there. So it looks really good. He actually pulls it off well. My wife has constantly wanted me to have a better mustache. I'm trying. It's not working. So maybe hashtag be like Matt. Uh, so let's jump in, Matt. Tell us about yourself personally, professionally. Fill us in. Absolutely. Um, well, first off, you got to try one of those uh, beard brushes. It's a key. You got to get that. You got to get that flow going Perfect. on the on the beard. Okay, but, that's um, point number one. I've got it written down. Beard brush. <laughs> um, I I went to school at St. Thomas. Uh, back when I was trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to do, I, I was definitely drawn to the entrepreneur program, and so I left St. Thomas with a degree in entrepreneurship, but I just wasn't sure exactly what I'd do, and I think. Growing up in Minnesota, it was a pipe dream to do anything in film or video because it wasn't L.A., it wasn't New York. So I just didn't ever know if that was possible. And uh, so I, a friend of mine had actually started to do it. It's like I, I always think about the game of life, the board game. You know, one friend goes to college, one friend doesn't. And uh, he didn't go to college, but he pursued film right away full time. And he had started getting some traction. And so he in, invited me to uh, basically do some video projects with him. And I learned slowly on the side, uh, some skills and video editing, uh, which eventually led me to my first job in the field. Um, and so I worked at this small agency where I met Ben, uh, and I worked there for about two and a half years. And that's where, um, I felt this pull in my heart about, uh, wanting to, uh, go do that, go do something else and start that entrepreneurial dream. But, I didn't want to leave until I knew it was God. You know, I wanted honor where he'd placed me and I didn't want to depart too early if, if I was meant to be grounded there. And I just, um, after nine months of just praying and spending time in God, in God's word, um, it kind of, uh, it just hit me one morning. I wasn't even praying about that job or that thing specifically, but it just, I knew it was time to leave. Uh, and I'm a planner. And so he had actually literally it felt like he's like, I need you to leave. Like, I need you to put your two weeks in today. I'm like, oh, great. Yeah, I'll find another job and then I'll put in my two weeks. Um, but that wasn't the case. And I've had my job for the last three years now, uh, or my own business, a video production business for the last three and a half years. And it's just amazing to see what, what God has done um, 
in that over these last three and a half years and just exceeding my expectations. Mm. It's super inspirational. You talked about it was nine months. Was that a nine month yep. process that you were unpacking oh, yeah. that? And, you know, you live a life as to which I am unfamiliar, which you are a planner. And I yeah. appreciate that. My wife, thank the <laughs> Lord, she is a planner. We have uh, similar interests, identical values and opposite skill sets. Praise the Lord. But <laughs> one of those I've had to learn as I'm now 31 years old is to be more effective at my logical, more planning. Can you unpack that a little bit of what that nine month period looked like as you were waiting and praying? Yeah. The reason being is we have a lot of guys that listen to this show that are, I know have an entrepreneurial spirit and they're either trying to figure out what does that process look like to start my own business? How do I wait? How do I prayerfully consider? How do I inquire of the Lord? How do I honor the Lord? You touched on that. Can you just unpack yeah. that a little bit more, what that looked like for you? Absolutely. I mean, I think for me, the couple of things I realized is, is one, you it, whenever you're doing an entrepreneurial venture, it's so important to have God's hand on it, you know, especially not only in my experience, but in, in the experience I've seen of other entrepreneurs is having kind of God's blessing on it is, is important. And um, I feel like uh, for, for me, I was, it was where I was at. There was still more work that needed to be done just in, in investing in those around me and then also preparing my heart for what was to come and, uh, and ultimately the timing. Because literally what happened is when I left, like the only way I could, could have made my business, it needed some sort of kindling to jumpstart it. And it was the perfect timing that when I left my job, there was a giant project that needed someone just like me that a friend had. Mm. And that wouldn't, ha if I would have left in September, that wouldn't have happened. If I would have left in December, that wouldn't have been there. And so it was literally me listening to the voice of God because he knew when these other things were being orchestrated that would set me up for success. So I didn't see that at the time. Part of me is like, I don't really want to keep enduring this. I, I want to, I just want to leave. I, I'm, I'm anxious to start my own business, but I knew. Um, I just had that feeling in my heart of peace around, uh, especially in my quiet time when I'd pray, it just that, that, uh, that sensation, like, I know it's not time yet. So, and part of you wonders, well, is there ever a perfect time? But I can tell you in my experience, there was that time where I just knew there was a release mm -hmm. and I've heard of other people having that where it just felt a release where God said, now it's time to the time to go. Hallelujah. And there was something bigger and better that you couldn't have even orchestrated. And I think that's what exactly. Hebrews 11 talks about is it's step of faith. Is there yeah. so many unknowns, right? If yeah, think of it this way, have you ever watched a sporting event on replay? It's so mm -hmm. boring. I know the outcome, right? I watched a replay of a, of a, a playoff baseball game the other day and I knew the outcome and it was so boring, right? But we're so scared <laughs> to take those steps of faith. But that's the exciting part is we don't know what lies ahead, but it takes that step of faith that you took. And then there was events unfolding in front of you that you could have never imagined. So praise the Lord for that. So Matt, talk to mm -hmm. us a little bit about the time not necessarily the day, but maybe what did your life look like where you put a stake in the ground where you said, okay, Lord, I want to live for you. I want a real personal relationship. Mm. I'm at as an adult am owning this and I'm going to pursue you, Jesus. And what, when did that happen for you? Man, that's, um, that's a great question. It, it's, it's hard for me because I mean, some people have that one huge stake in the ground and other people have many stakes, I feel like. And it's like these little way markers along the way. And, and for me, uh, just some of the major like waypoints for me of, that were changes in my faith were, you know, but before, even before I was, before I was born again, as, as I like to call it, um, I grew up in the church, by the way. And, um, 
but it was one of those things where at college came and I kind of uh, was uh, running away from God. And then um, uh, my sister, bless her heart, was been praying for me. She was a missionary over in Rwanda and we started to have some conversations. And I just, I realized I'm like, my life without God sucks. <laughs> I'm, you know, I, I'm losing direction and I just feel like I'm getting more depressed and um, not that you don't have trials with God, but you have, you're equipped to get through those hard times when you have a relationship with God. And so one mile marker was just, I went and visited her in Rwanda and we had some amazing conversations. Another mile marker was my mom asking me to come, come to church and my um, giving my life back to the Lord. Uh, another mile marker was actually reading the Bible from front to back for the first time, you know, saying, I'm going to make this my own. And so those, those are, um, amongst that getting involved, uh, in community. That's one of the most important things is finding people, um, that you can walk with and whether that's serving that church or joining a Bible study, or, uh, now I currently live with three other Christian guys. So it's having that community of, of people to be vulnerable with and share what's going on. So it's hard for me to pin it pin it down to one thing. It's it feels like it's a momentum of things over time. But you unpacked exactly what I was hoping is that you you grew up with some of the values or maybe some of the rituals or some of the practices, but there were some experiences along the way, along your journey that directed you. And then you made you've basically made a decision and said, Okay, I'm now an adult and I'm all in, right? We have control yeah. over our time. We have control over what we pursue. And this is something that you've put as the central hub of your life. And that's so encouraging. And you had said, my life without God sucked. And so (laughs) talk a little bit about, you know, what your, the benefits that you've seen in your life, some of the fruit that you've seen in your life from the habitual time that you've spent pursuing Christ in the previous uh, years. Absolutely. I think, um, I mean, the benefits are finding joy in the trials. I think I never thought that was a, a possibility before. And, um, when you can deal with things like uh, either death of a loved one or deal with things like, um, you know, losing, uh, leave, leaving a job and starting something in the unknown and kind of uh, when you, uh, another thing just to know, like just to be transparent is like, I've kind of always grown up with this, um, this mindset of uh, being worried of how am I going to uh, be successful financially, you know, cause I was, I never, I didn't have, my parents were, you know, I would say average amount, uh, they made the average amount, but it wasn't, I never felt secure financially. And so for me, this was a huge step for me to step out in faith, uh, on top of that, having student loans to pay for mm-hmm. so that the financial burden of that, God really showed me himself as a provider. And that, that for me is one of been the most profound things is God showing me that, uh, he's going before me and taking care of me, uh, uh, in that way, I guess. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God is a provider. It's amazing when you can start to to flip that and view through that lens. So, you know, one thing that I've really developed in my own personal life and I'm interested to hear about in your journey is reading. And yeah. I, I never thought that I'd really enjoy reading, but now I, I just love to read. Are you a reader? And if so, what books are you reading in your life right now, Matt? You know, uh, it's funny you say that. I, I enjoy reading. I don't do it near enough. As a video guy, you know, I love my TV shows and movies, but um, uh, I, I, I'm actually currently right now, and I, we'll t- we can talk more about this later too, but um, I'm doing a, uh, a fast from the, uh, the media's, mediums in my life that prevent me from reading because I, wow. it's such a huge part with connecting with God. And so 
um, this, this month of July, I'm, I'm not, uh, I, I took off my social media. I, I, um, I, I'm not doing any sort of video games as fun as they are, or I'm also not, um, uh, watching streaming any Netflix shows because I, I realized that that can be a default for me as a way to escape. And I want to set, reset my default, uh, to have Jesus be my escape, you know? And I think it's a, it's a refresh that sometimes it's, it's natural. And other times you have to cleanse the things in your life that are preventing you from having him be that place of refuge. Okay. So inspiring. Number one, I want to be like Matt when I grow up, not only with a mustache, but willing to do a fast for a month. How did you arrive at this fast? Because I know yeah. that's one of the most misunderstood spiritual disciplines. How did you arrive at this? And who are you doing it with? Or is it just alone? Yeah, um, uh, I arrive at this fast because uh, I want to grow. Um, and it's important for me. I heard once a quote, I forget what preacher said it, but it's like, if you're not, if you're not growing in faith, you're, you're shrinking. And it's this ongoing journey of, I want to continue to grow closer and closer to Jesus and have him be important. Um, and so with that, I've done things in the past where um, this is my third year. Uh, the first year, I, um, what, I, what, I, what I do to try to purge out anything that's getting in between my relationship with Jesus is I'll, I'll figure out what is the hardest thing for me to give up for a year. And I'll challenge myself to give it up for a year. And so this is my third year of doing it. And I'll, the first year was, was video games. Um, and I realized, man, if I'm starting my own business and I, um, video games just can't be a, something that I do. It's been, not only with starting the business, but also with spending time with the Lord. Cause you realize there, there's never nothing you can't do, but with, when being an entrepreneur, there's always something you can do. And so if I add video games in the mix on top of that, my God time just gets thrown to the back seat, you know? And so I have to be very intentional of it's sacrifice. You have to give something up to really put God first. And so the first year it was, was giving up video games. The second year I went uh, without social media for a whole year. And then um, this third year uh, it's, it started out doing Netflix, but honestly that was very difficult for me. Mm. Um, I didn't realize it, but I relied on watching TV shows and movies as, as a, as a crutch. And it's taken me six months, I, I did, I think the first month or two, I did pretty well. And then I just, I fell off of it. But then I realized, I'm like, no, this seven is a number of completion. And even if it takes me seven months to get to the point where I'll say, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to honor my commitment. I was like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to turn back and fight for it. So uh, that's where I decided uh, I'm going to really, I'm going to go all in for this month of seven and just really try to uh, purge those things. And that's kind of how I got to where I got. I'm fascinated by this concept of the art of consistency, right? We live in such a, a microwave culture, such a convenience culture, and we yeah. underestimate the power of small things done every single day on a consistent basis. And so when I think about it, that sounds so overwhelming to give up something for a year, right? Even the yeah. fact, I think 12 months sounds easier than a year. I don't know why that's probably just how we're programmed, but what when you minimize those things in your life, when you minimize video games, when you minimized Netflix or you're in the midst of that, when you minimized, um, I forget what the other one was that you oh, social, uh, social media, media. Yeah. what did that do for you as a person? Man, so much uh, more than anything. It helped me to realize how much I didn't need those things in my life, to be honest. I, I think uh, I, I think you you get to a point where you're like, well, I need this or I deserve this and I need a break. And so I should, I should, 
I earned this essentially. But um, what, what was interesting is the first year when I gave up video games, that was just my fun place to to get away. And I uh, what I've realized as I've kind of processed it is I love video games because I, I was good at them. And it was fun to see like when I constantly get like number one or number two on the scoreboard, it's, it's, it's that sense of achievement or that sense of like accomplishment. And I, I liked I liked living in that zone because it was just like, oh, look, I'm really good at this. Mm. Um, but for me, giving that up, it was what's what's hilarious is literally like one or two months into it, right about right around the uh, time where you form a habit, I forgot about it. And mm. I when I started living a life without video games, I, I literally um, even that second year was hilarious. Is that second year when I started uh, when I gave up the social media, I kind of even I didn't even play video games anymore. It just was not a part of my life. Um, and then, uh, with social media, I think the biggest facade was that, oh, you can't start a business in this day and age without advertising yourself on Instagram or Facebook. Like, how are you going to connect with people? But what's ironic is my business literally, uh, it doubled gross, uh, it doubled gross income the year that I didn't have social media. And I, I think it's just, it's, it's, it's funny because I think a lot of us think if I don't have that, I'm not going to be as connected with people. But what's ironic is I got more of those organic relationships and referrals just by, because I'm not on social media, I'm spending time with people and I'm connecting via phone or coffees or lunches. And I like, I had more sales than I did the year prior. And so it's, it's funny that it is a facade that you need that in my opinion, you know, that's huge truth. That is huge truth. That's even huge truth for me. I, I just love that so much because we are just, we we fall into these rules, you know, uh, baloney rules or another word, yeah. BS rules, whatever you want to call it, you can call them rules. You know, we fall into these <laughs> categories that we think are just like truth, but it's not. You're exactly right. There's this facade. There's this di- uh, disillusion. There's deception around. You have to have this to achieve this. You have yeah. to have this to achieve this. And, and you went out and proved that wrong. And God was faithful in that and spending time in authentic relationships with people. And so I appreciate you sharing that. So we talked a little bit about your spiritual disciplines. I mean, you hit a home run there sharing some of these fasts. I, I know that's going to be encouragement to a lot of the guys that listen to this podcast is, you know, what's you said, what's the hardest thing to give up for a year? You searched. I think about I think it's Psalm 139 when it's search my heart. Oh, Lord. Yeah. That's what you did, man. You stepped up and you said, what would be the hardest thing for me to give up for a year? And then you went and did it. That's an encouragement. I appreciate you sharing. So I want to switch gears just for a minute because I know we have a lot of business guys that listen to this show and I've seen some of your work, some of your video. Video is is what? Obviously the fastest growing content every single day. There's you know however many of hours being uploaded to YouTube every second. It's um, unreal, yeah. It, it's it's crazy, right? We, we are consuming more video content in, in a day than I can imagine that my grandfather probably did in, in a year, 10 years. It's probably, it's, it's insane, but it's become part of operating in this world today just to, to some degree. I think, I think just as money, uh, it can be evil, but it also can be a tool. It can be a really valuable tool that can scale and create, Absolutely. Um, um, you know, you can, you can share the gospel. You can do amazing things through, through video. And so, uh, a lot of the guys are business guys, and you obviously have a, a video business. Can you talk maybe just around a few tips if guys are thinking about using video in their business, if they're trying to create a strategy around video, what are maybe two or three tidbits that you would share to guys that are thinking about implementing more video content into what they're doing currently? Absolutely. I think um, 
I think most importantly, I, I, I'll always start out with what um, some of the things I think people uh, don't think about before they start video that they need to is you always want to think about uh, what is the end result in mind. A lot of people are like they they make a video just because they saw somebody else do it or they want to make something that's cool. Uh, and what happens is you have a video that kind of misses a mark where you watch it and you kind of go either I don't understand what they want me to do or I don't understand what I'm supposed to think. And so the more, most important things you can think about is how do you want to make your audience feel? What is your end goal? Like, is your goal just to build awareness? Is your goal actually I want them to, to respond and call and make an appointment or purchase a product or and, and, and being realistic with can a video is a video just this conversation starter or is it actually something that could trigger them to do a certain response? So you, it's important to be intentional. And I see there's a huge lack of strategy right now. And so I think if you're thinking about doing video, it's, it is to actually spend some time to think about the strategy behind it. So that way the creative matches that. Mm. That's good here. I'm just, I'm just writing down my, my free tip of the day because I know I'm thinking about some video <laughs> content creation, but it's so true. What is the end result? <laughs> and it sounds comical, but like, I'm going to create a video because someone else did it. Well, I want to look yeah. like them or I want my business. They've done it. And is it, but, but it, to be strategic around what is the purpose? Are we creating awareness? Are we actually giving someone an action step that we want them to do? And if so, what does that look like? So I appreciate you sharing that. That's, that's yeah. huge. And as young business guys, video is going to probably go nowhere, but up. You know, and just just a couple examples too is like um, just of some some videos is creating a brand story, which is basically I love Simon Sinek if you know him at all um, mm -hmm. or read any of his stuff. He has the the golden circle, which is kind of the you start with the why, and then you talk about the the how, and then you talk about the what. And I love to do that, that with these brand stories where if you start with the why, then somebody automatically will either connect you know will connect with you based upon why you do what you do rather than what you do. And that's one of the best ways to build trust, because if you have the same core center uh, with the, the brand that you potentially are going to, you know, do some sort of business with, uh, that helps to build immediate trust. So that's, that's just an example of um, a video I've seen that's that works, that's effective and really helps align the right people, uh, the right uh, customer or client to you. I think, you know, I read something the other day and this just brought this up was your your why needs to be attracting people and repelling people yeah it's a scary that, thought but <laughs> yeah it's a good thought and that's 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 right so matt uh how old are you by the way i'm 33 33 okay so let's say you're sitting across the table from your 25 year old self okay eight years ago um what's one or two things that you would tell yourself Ooh, great question um I would first and foremost tell myself to focus more of my energy on God. I think it's it's easy in those times to not understand um, God in the way of a relationship. And I would say a lot of your worries, a lot of your anxieties would, would have disappeared sooner had you focused on God more sooner. Mm, that period. Let's leave it at yeah. that. That's phenomenal. <laughs> So let's talk about let's talk about the verse of the day today. Um, one of my favorites, and I know a lot of the guys that that mentor me, disciple me, talk about this a lot. But Matthew six thirty three, Jesus is Sermon on the Mount, and he's giving some beautiful illustrations here. And then he goes on to say, "But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you as well." 
seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Share some of your thoughts on this verse, Matt. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, this is actually this, this, this year, it's my, my verse of the year. And uh, every year I try to focus on a verse and God gave me this. And I think what's, what I love about it is it literally just, it, it lets you know, like by putting God first, everything else that you might be worrying about, uh, he'll take care of you. Like, mm-hmm. and it, it just, it really is the defeater of any sort of anxiety, especially when it comes to business. Because for me in planning my business, what am I going to do with my business this year? What are my goals? What is this? And having this verse of like, just seek first God and everything else will be given to you as well. It's kind of a hard verse to swallow, especially as a planner, because I'm like, okay, but I want to set all these markers and all these milestones. And God's like, well, just seek me first. I'm like, well, where's the planet? You know, but there's no plan. And so for me, it's been one of the hardest things, but the most, the biggest growth has spurred this year in just focusing on, focus less on planning and focus more on trusting God and seeing what he can do. And it's been the harding, but one of the most hard, but rewarding things. Mm. Well, Matt, it's been an absolute joy. That 25 minutes has gone by fast, man. Thanks for sharing your thoughts. Thanks for sharing uh, your heart. And it's just such an encouragement to hear about all the things you have going on, you know, not only from your spiritual disciplines, but your professional life and Wish you all the best, and thanks for coming on. Thanks, John. It's been a pleasure. I got two full pages of notes. Two full pages of notes. Um, As we wrap up here, man, Matt came on and just shared some absolute truth. As I'm reflecting here, uh, why don't we start from the end? He said, if I was sitting across the table from myself, what's one thing I would tell my younger self? Focus more on the Lord in terms of a relationship. And I think that's a good reminder for me, for you, for all of us is, is, you know, our worries, our, our anxieties, our frustrations, our goals. If we could just continue to focus more on the Lord in a relationship with him and, and spending time with him, it can be so powerful. So looking back, he had talked about this period of time and when he was thinking about leaving and starting his own business and, you know, it, I think it was a nine month time period, but he said, you always want to have God's blessing in hand on your initiative. And so you have to think in terms of God's timing, but then he was forced out of his human nature, which is a planner and a logical decision maker. He was forced to take a step of faith and he did it, but God had so many beautiful things orchestrated and prepared far in advance of what he could have done that propelled and and were a catalyst to springboard his business forward. Um, He had identified, you know, obviously similar to me, it sounds like he had identified, um, with kind of the prodigal son story where he went away, was trying to satisfy his own desires, but then he realized his life without the Lord sucked. He said, my life without God sucked. And there was some different things along the way that happened. His sister praying for him, the trip to Rwanda, going back to church, reading the word of God from front to back uh, that really brought him back to, to put a stake in the ground to say, I am going to follow the Lord. Um, he also said the biggest dividend that he has seen, one of them is finding joy in the trials just leaning into adversity and understanding that our trials are actually producing in us perseverance, James 1, 2, and 3. And and let us be mature and complete, not lacking anything. The maturation process is difficult, but it's rewarding. Um, he also talked about the fasting that he's done in his life. He he, he, he sought the Lord, and I, I, I referenced Psalm 139, God, search my heart. And he said, what would be the hardest thing for me to give up for a year? Man, talk about going deep. That was deep. And then he spent a year giving up video games, a year giving up social media. And then at the the next year, it didn't even seem like it was a part of his life. He actually referenced this idea that he started his business without any social media during that fast. And, and 
he he was trying to fight this lie that you're not going to be able to grow a business without social media. But what happened was his business doubled without social media, right? God's word does not return void. He is faithful uh, when we are faithful. God honors steps of faith. And I believe that Matt fasting and stepping into that was it was a step of faith. And then we talked about from a, a video production standpoint, he gave some great tips as um, as me. We're, I'm thinking about video production. I'm sure you are too with the amount of content that we're taking in on a daily basis. But he said, what is the end result in mind? And so for those of you who are thinking about video, start with the strategic intentionality. What do I want this uh, uh, person that's consuming this to feel, to experience? But then what's the action step? Do I want them to just become aware of my brand? Do I want them to take a step forward? and interacting with me in some way. And so really being intentional around the planning. And then finally, we wrapped up with one of my favorites, Matthew 6, Seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. And so today on the YCB Guide, July 7th, I just want to remind you that we believe in the power of discipleship and the power of peer groups. Getting around an older man that can show you what it looks like to follow Jesus, teach you what it looks like to follow Jesus, and then getting around other community of like-minded Christians that are growing and pushing you to become more like the man that God designed you to be. If you're looking to get connected, we have a physical presence in over 340 cities we have a virtual presence that's been expanded thanks to COVID-19 and the different circumstances. All you have to do is go to YCBGuy, Y is in young, C is in Christian, B is in business guy, G-U-Y.com and check one of those boxes. We'll get you connected to a mentor in person or virtually, a peer group in person or virtually, or we can get you connected to our Tuesday weekly call for uh, young Christian business guys that guys join from all around the country. Or there's a fourth checks box there. If you're saying, man, Matt's story touched me today. I don't really know what it means to follow Christ. I don't know what it looks like. And I don't even know where to process this. Uh, check that box. We have guys that want to have conversations that want to take you deeper. We strongly believe that faith is not the absence of doubt, but it's the processing of doubt. And so if that's you, please take that next step and, and go ahead and, and check that box. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, the Young Christian Business Guy video podcast powered by CBMC. I'm John Harrison, your host. Remember, stay on purpose, and we'll see you next time. Take care.